Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we got Splack here spilling the tea on everything about Splack, uh, but we got to start with the Eating While Broke dish. So uh, what do you have us eating today? Today, I have us eating top ramen noodles mm-hmm. with Vienna, Vienna, Vienna. Vienna sausages. Yes. That is something that I used to eat a lot um, growing up in college, especially during my rough times. Nice. And then I see you have a secret ingredient because you... I couldn't buy this secret. Yeah, this right here, you won't be able to buy this anywhere unless you know a Haitian parent somewhere (laughs) and they're willing to offer you this. But it's basically a bunch of vegetables cut up in really small pieces. And they add a lot of like it has a very, very strong taste and very strong smell. And it's very spicy. And every family is different as far as how spicy they like to make it. But these things could run for like a small little cup for like five dollars what's like, it called though it is called pickly so is it pickled vegetables uh pickled vegetables no no it's just called pickly this is called pickleys. i okay. don't know where they get that term from but i i, I think it's catchy i like it it's right. pickleys. yeah just topped up vegetables That's awesome well let's go to ad break 
And uh, mm-hmm. while we go to ad break, maybe we could start boiling this ramen. Oh, yeah. We can get started. Let's get started. <laughs> Actually, I stopped putting these in there. Yeah, before the water boils out. <laughs> Cook two, man. I'm going to oh, be boy. hungry. Two? Two. This ain't appetizer while broke. I used to do half. That's how, That's how, how broke, broke you were? You eat half, half yeah. a ramen. I'll break it and save the other half. Really? Mm-hmm. You really that broke? Yeah, it was college. <laughs> so take us back. When were you eating this dish? Uh, this was back in Florida and m University, back in 2006, seven. Mm-hmm. I don't know when I graduated or was in college. But uh, <laughs> I remember the times where uh, financial aid was very, very, very limited. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that much. And of course, you know, when you join activities in the school ground, you got to pay for certain things like the fraternity. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to pay a lot of my uh financial aid went into that and so and of course we had you know uh meal plans on school campuses but even that would take that if you if you had a meal plan <clears throat> that would take away from your financial aid mm-hmm. so i was like no i can just stick it through i don't want no financial aid. i'll figure out the food so i used to be on campus with no finance no meal plan because i was trying to just get every dollar that i can and i would just try to like Make the best out of because the rent was so high, and then I knew I wanted to join activities like either the football squad or dance squad or mm-hmm. fraternity. All of that take money, so I had to substitute. Like, okay, if I want to join these things, I gotta, you know, sacrifice, sacrifice some my money. food, and this was it. And usually, this is a lot. I used to cut it in half uh, just so I can save it throughout the day. But but then what would you do to fill up? You, so you were just like never full in life. I was never full. And to this day, I would say that that's how I am now. Like, it, I think it affected me so bad to now, if you can ask uh, Shanique, but my girl back there, mm-hmm. uh, it's like I eat very small. Mm-hmm. And it's just not because I want to. It's just a thing that I've been doing for so long that uh, it helped me get along or it helped me get past a lot of the rough days of my college years. Mm-hmm. That is not ingrained in me. Like, it just doesn't leave. If I was your girl, I would definitely benefit from someone that doesn't eat all day food. So yeah. you don't get mad when she's in your dish. No. You're like, go ahead, baby. You can no. have all that. <laughs> <laughs> you I you got this? Everybody always try to <laughs> talk like, right, but yeah, I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Have what you want. And it just, wow. it works out. Yeah, I guess so. It works out. So... Just kind of going off topic, I noticed you talk about being a superhero and Marvel, being in a Marvel movie. And mm-hmm. when I look at your Instagram and a lot of the content you put down out, it's a lot action. Oh, yeah. Is that is that where you where your inspiration? Yeah. And this kind of came from like me trying to find a way to stand out. I had, um, you know, I started off on Vine. If- no, you guys haven't or didn't know. Or now you know. I started off on buying, but I remember one time this girl said to me, and was like, "Oh, you guys are funny, but you guys are all like the same. Mm-hmm. Is it like you guys have nothing different about you guys?" And I remember that was true. Like we used like one of our friends would create a video, and then it was just like you know we all try to 
remake what he did because if he went viral we're like oh that went viral yeah let's try to do that but make it our own mm -hmm. and after a while it worked but then people start catching on to that mm -hmm. then you start seeing people like oh you guys are copying this person or this is just like that person video and they was like ah. yeah. so i like how can i stand out i knew i i, I was a fraternity guy i was a, a dancer back in college and i knew i loved to do fight stuff but you know what's crazy I've, I've never fought in my entire life. I've never gotten to one fight mm -hmm. ever. But people will think, like my friends now think like I can manhandle anybody. You do. You look at it. Yeah. You're like, oh, do, 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 do. Yeah. But honestly, <laughs> I've never gotten a fight in my entire life. I don't know why. And I, I like it's so bad. I used to work um, at the Roosevelt Hotel mm -hmm. as a security guard overnight. Mm -hmm. And this is after college, after grad school. And I was a security guard, scrawny little me as a security guard. And I remember I used to guard a door at the, you know, at our, our, our at our hotel. Mm -hmm. We have like different rooms that had like nightclubs. And then I, I tell you, I issue not. I'm not trying to curse, but there would be altercation with drunk people with my other security guards, and they would be yelling and they're like, "Yo, you need to get out of here!" And the guy would jump and like. F you, man. F you. That's how I, that's my bar. That's my like they're whatever they're, they're yelling at. And then um as soon as I come, for some reason, I don't know if it's because of my face. Or, or your height. You're kind of tall. No, the guys, the awesome oh, guys are all okay, taller okay. than me. And, and they so, would just dead it. The they second dead. They'd be like, they'll come to me, they'd be yelling at the other person, and they would come to me, hey yo, bro, man, what's up, man? How can I get in the club, man? And I'm just trying to have a good time. They'll come to me talking calm. And that's how my whole entire life always been. Well, that's school, good. In public and job related stuff. I've never gotten into fights and I've always wanted to. Oh, okay. I <laughs> well, because I want to see if I can like You know, people are gonna watch this and listen to this and they're gonna they're gonna try to challenge you. Then come challenge me. <laughs> come challenge me. What's up? Dang. <laughs> I don't I know. I want to see if I can hold my own. How do you go from college, you know, then you, you're you pursuing film, correct? Yeah. But I wasn't actually, I studied criminal justice, mm -hmm. actually, just because I wanted to feel like I was doing something important. Like I, I, You want to be a lawyer? I wanted to be in a SWAT team. Still around fighting. Okay, okay, I see this. You want to be on the SWAT team. That was really cool. Like, okay. I, along with SWAT, I wanted to be, I remember I wanted to be a um, a garbage truck man once. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be that. I wanted to be a SWAT team. I wanted to be uh, in the Marine. I wanted. I guess it's all kind of like, oh, you want some? I forgot. <laughs> I thought I was eating myself. <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, I studied criminal justice. And then from there, I also... Uh, then it got to, uh, you don't want that. No, I'm there. good. I'm good. See, I don't. I, I, Look at I, how little bit of food I have, guys. I'm going to be starving. Can what? I, what you. Man? I want way more than this. Colleen! Oh, I see, I messed up. Colleen. It's Colleen. okay. Call, Coco. Coco. That's why they call me uh, Scrabble. My fraternity brothers are going to be laughing at these stuff. But Colleen, here you go. Thank That's you. All you Thank need. you. All right, put this in here. But uh, I also did um, a minor in performance arts. Mm -hmm. uh, and. Uh, even then when I started doing performance arts, I wasn't really into it like that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until like I was forced to do a play because of the 
fourth year, you have to do a play to like graduate. And I did a play. And I think it was like after the second night that a kid came up to me and was like, because the play was like a very dramatic play. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I, I watching your play, man, I just want to say thank you. You want, you made me want to reach out back to my mom and kind of rebuild our relationship. So thank you. And I was kind of blown away from that because mm-hmm. that little interaction uh, is what led me to be here to this day. I, like that's one of the only conversations I had with a individual that I would never ever forget and I don't know why but it just kind of I can't I think that's the, the conversation that opened my mind and my like idea of like pursuing this fully yeah. because I like if I can change a kid perspective on on life on how to like approach certain things and reach out back to his mom and he was very sincere at the time it took me a while to like understand what impact I had on this kid life mm-hmm. but that inspired me and I'm like dang this is pretty cool I guess I can I, I do I guess I do have a purpose because I yeah. for once in my life I felt like I, I I serve a purpose I did something to help someone else and to this day um the thing that kind of keep me pushing is just literally I don't know how many other people, people who have here who can agree with me as far as influences but it's the comments the fans mm-hmm. who reach out and who tells you you know I had people who were in the hospital and they were like, yo, your videos helped me out through a lot. And all of that is always kind of like, yes, this is what I like. This is mm-hmm. the reason why I keep doing it. And I can do this as long as I'm making somebody days better or happier or less. Because this world is a stressful world already. As yeah. it is. And so that what kind of uh, pushed me towards where I'm at now and why I keep pushing. It's just the fans. So I want to take it back to Vine. So you you, you graduate college. Mm-hmm. When does Vine end up interchanging in that hole? So I think I graduated from college in 2012. And I think immediately I went to grad school to New York Film Academy. Mm-hmm. And I was in school with uh, one of my good friends, Batch. Uh, we also went to college together. Oh, I Batch. didn't know that. Yeah. He went yeah. to NYU. You went to NYU. No, well, he went to Florida State. Mm-hmm. I went to Florida and M University. Okay, they're literally next door neighbors. Mm-hmm. We joined the same fraternity at the same time. That's how I knew him. We were in the same fraternity, mm-hmm. and he was doing videos. I've seen him his videos in earlier days. Mm-hmm. I just never really pay attention to that because I never thought I'd be into this. And then right after college, uh, I went out to New York Film Academy. Mm-hmm. That's here in California, and they have one also in New York. And then I think the very next year, uh, Batch came in. And he went to uh, New York Film Academy. With, and we went to school together for that two years. Within those two years, uh, I remember seeing Batch doing these little six-second videos. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what they were or why he was doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember him at the time where he had only like 50,000 followers on Vine. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, I got this amount of people. My video going viral. And we were just like, okay, whatever. And then it wasn't until like he had like 300,000. Mm-hmm. And other people were doing it. Um, and I remember uh, Leanne V. Mm-hmm. I was out, I was, I think, in Daystorm House, and it, it was her, Daystorm Batch, and the other of our few friends. And I remember Leanne was doing a brand deal. And it was a tequila brand deal for like 20000 for six seconds. And that's back. Whoa, yeah. That's back in 
before social media became a thing, before yeah. that's even idea, who making twenty thousand in six seconds? Yeah. And two thousand and what twelve or eleven? Yeah. And I was working at the Roosevelt Hotel, making chump change, dealing with drunk people, and I think that what opened my mind and my like idea to like pursue it, mm-hmm. and. I started doing videos at my job. Every time I knew that all the cameras around my job, so I would always try to like uh, use the blind side of the cameras to do something really quick. Because mm-hmm. my job, I used to work from ten p.m. to six. I was a graveyard shift, yeah. and from like seven to eleven, I'll take a little nap or mm-hmm. rest. And then from like twelve to like three, four ish, I'll try to like uh, uh, film some stuff with my friends because they were all doing very well. And then from like six to seven or eight. I'll try to take a nap or do some work or some class. If I was in class, yes. I'll try to like. So you were still in film school when you guys were taping Vines. Yeah. And the, the Batch and Leanne and Daystorm, did, they, did you just say, hey, guys, I want to join you guys? Or were you just you just kind of got in where you um, fit in? I got in where I fit in. That's going to be so salty. I'm, no, I'm no. curious. Yeah. First of all, you got to do two. Where? We got to see Shaniqua, his girlfriend. I'm sorry, guys. We're sh- well, we got to shout never- her out because. I don't know if this man has ever cooked for you. Hey, look. Okay. This is not that bad. I'm doing it how it was in college. I'm not okay, trying to guys, make it fancy. Just for all the listeners, he drained the ramen, and then he took the seasoning of the ramen, and he put it on the dry ramen. Yeah. So we I just see need a little bit out. of flavor. Okay. okay. That's all. Boy, okay. Here you go. That's all you need. So so they help you with your... your they, they, yeah. they, you guys pool together and you guys are all doing these, these videos. Mm-hmm. Um, was it a hard ask to them or were you just like, I want in? It was kind of because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was kind of because, uh, I don't like asking for favors. I don't mm-hmm. like, to, I don't like any handouts. So it was one of those things where I try to fit in where I can, if they needed help, I help. And so I got. The way I got in was like actually learning how to uh, whip cam. It's kind of like be a very good camera guy. Mm-hmm. And because Vine had no transition, we used to do like one of these. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you we, just whip the camera around. Yeah. So we whip and cut so that we can do a whole transition. And I was the I was like the guy that everyone go to. Okay. So after I got so good with like whipping the camera, they're like, yo, Spike, can you be a part of this? Yes, I was about to be a part of this. <laughs> oh, okay. And then um, that's kind of like how I got in and I started growing my following. And I remember, all you need mm-hmm. is one. Yeah, I figured with you, all I would need is one <laughs> Vienna sausage. <laughs> Got half a ramen and a Vienna sausage. <laughs> and then uh, I remember working at the Roosevelt Hotel after a while. I had like 200,000 followers and I got fired from my job. And I remember the day when I got fired because I got caught like, filming so much mm. on, on, on the property, they were like, um, it, it really, it's, it, this, this story, I will never forget too, because I remember them sitting, they were sitting right across from me and they were like, hey, Gene, I'm really sorry that you, this is like your third time on the phone. You know you can't be on the phone and then we're just going to have to let you go. And I just sat there and I'm like, hmm. and then he, the, the other guy comes in, uh, the supervisor, and like, yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry. You're never going to find a better opportunity than what you have now. And then the Rose, they're saying the result, the Roosevelt was the best was, opportunity at the yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was so shook. Like, I, it, 
them laying me off wasn't the problem. It was that comment that mm-hmm. kind of sat with me. I will never forget. Uh, and his name is Corey. Corey Johnson. <laughs> Like, he's still working there. Look at me now. Like, hey, so, okay. I have no shame. Yeah. He literally said, "You're never gonna find another better job." Because I understand his perspective at that time. Buying social media wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. They didn't understand that. Their way of thinking was just meeting people, networking, auditioning, mm-hmm. and that's. There were a lot of people like Roosevelt held so much premiere. So mm-hmm. I understand where he was coming from, and it's not his fault for thinking like yeah. that. That's what he's. That's yeah. what he thought at the time. At that time when he was saying that, did you think you were onto something? Oh, let me see. Okay, let me let me test. Is it good? Okay. By the way, I, I didn't see you heat up these Vienna sausages. Mm, do that. Okay. Um, he's the one taste test. He is messing up all the format of eating while broke. I love it. You don't gotta do that. You just eat it. Oh, it's good. It's it's good. I thought it would be really salty. Oh, it's good. And then if you want to add. I want to try the Vienna sausage. It's you, cold. You got to heat these things up, man. Why? You don't got to heat them things up. Okay. You want to eat them up? Never eating at your house, man. <laughs> you want to eat them up? No, no, no. It's fine. Hey. I want to hear more of this story. Wait, I want to try some of your pick, pickle, pickle, pick, pickles. Come on, you got it. Polly picked the pickle. Pickle. <laughs> Polly pickles. I was yeah. close. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. So you go ahead. You want to take a small amount. Take a small amount. Okay. So I swear you ain't going to just enter. Okay. I took way more than a small amount. God help me. Here we go. Wait, wait, wait. Get that big chunk. You can put all that in there. You better take the whole thing. I see a big chunk right there. What do you mean? No, you said don't take a big chunk. Okay, guys. I'm trying the... There's nothing on there. Uh-uh. Oh, my God. You just said I. it's going to be really spicy. Help me. Guys, we may have to cut to a commercial. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Cut to commercials. What's wrong with it? It's spicy. I'm hot. Cut to. (laughs) No, no, no. Look, look, you got to put a whole thing like that back. Bam. You know what I mean? You got to go like that. Bam. Come on, man. Ain't nothing wrong with it. It's how you get back. At this point. Oh my God, that was way too spicy. For all y'all listeners, if you ever get. What is it? Did you put it? Oh my gosh. That thing is way too spicy. It's definitely not pickled. It's. (laughs) You don't need hot sauce. Why did you even ask for hot sauce? You do. You put hot sauce on top. You like that? Yup. Yo, please, camera, zoom in on him eating this. Why you got to put a little bit of tea? They all got different flavors, you know? You don't put... You know what it is that this pickle... What is it? Pick- Pickles. Pickles has destroyed all your taste buds, so you can't even taste the hot sauce. That's what it you is. So? Yes. This needs a, a, a parent warning label. Mm, that's, that's, that's nice. I'm doing that. Yeah, yeah, that's... That's crazy. You know what's crazy? Like... Some food, my food, like, it's so bad. Like, if I don't see my nose running, it's not good enough. That's because. Yeah. Pick, what is it again? Pickles. Pickles destroyed all your taste buds because honestly, you shouldn't be able to. I can't even feel anything in my mouth right now. Oh, just bring back memories. So, you so get good. fired from the Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, at that time, you for sure know in your heart and your spirit that it's. That you're headed in the right direction, or is there a part of you that's scared? Nope, scared. I was scared because I didn't know, uh, I wasn't making any money, and I didn't know, uh, if this would have popped off for me, Mm -hmm. you know. And I only had a few hundred thousand on there, and it wasn't until like the very like couple weeks that I landed my first gig, and it was like at the time, was I thought it was great. What was your first gig? It was for Bumble. What <laughs> what do you have to do? Uh, just kind of promote, you know, love story. How much? How much do you get paid? It was uh, five hundred dollars. Oh, okay. That it was, was your first five hundred dollars for a six second video, and I was like, that is good because I used to work whole week for five stuff. Yeah. So I was like, that is, I'll take that. Uh huh. Even though I don't believe in dating apps, and the brands were reaching out to you guys. They were they were reaching out to me, and then I was doing Bumble probably like. 
two to three times a week. Mm-hmm. So that's like what, $1,500, mm-hmm. something like that. So I, I was making that, like, I don't know how, by the grace of God, I was just making money. And ever since then, I've never had to work again for, for except for myself. Really? And I was going to ask you, so Vine's gone. You know, and we heard the backstory. I had uh, Day Storm broke it down. Oh, it was a man. it was a crazy backstory. Mm-hmm. Were you one of the influencers in the meeting? No, I wasn't that big. So how do how does the influencer make money? Because I know Vine back in the day was doing brand deals. It's because it's so spicy. Honestly, I can't even feel my gums. <laughs> I can't even feel my gums. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> so Vine's gone. Uh-huh. How do you make money on Instagram? Uh, Instagram. So I, I think Vine died out when I had around like nine hundred thousand, barely a million. It's still hot. <laughs> and um, I started making money just from like third party apps, companies reaching out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, I think when Vine died out, I hopped off to Instagram, and Instagram I still had like roughly. I'm like 150,000. I didn't have that much. Yeah. For some reason, people don't like me on Instagram. I don't know why. Really? You have a, you, how many? It's like a couple million or 1. 1.5 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, 1.3 now. But it's not really 1.3. It's probably like 20 people who really watch my stuff all the time. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know where the rest of these people at sometimes. I, I have them, but I don't, I think this is really one, like 1% of it. Really, like, really, your engagement mm-hmm. on there. So I have one point three, but I don't really think it's that. Yeah, um, who actively uh, for me? But um, I started making money through um, third party ads. But it wasn't until um, when buying that out, I tried Instagram. Instagram was only fifteen seconds, but it wasn't working that well for me. And then everyone started doing Facebook videos, mm-hmm. and that's when I grew from like fifty thousand to like a million on there so quickly. I don't know how. What's a Facebook video? You mean like... Uh, you know you can have a Facebook... Yeah. Yeah, and you have a Facebook fan page, and you can actually grow your page on there, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. it's just like Instagram and all that stuff. So it's actually a fan page that you can grow your follow. So I grew my followers there, and then that kind of helped with my social media, but mostly, most of my brand came through Facebook. Okay, okay. Uh, and Facebook was paying through monetizing. Mm-hmm. Facebook wasn't monetized at the moment. So, I mean, Instagram wasn't monetized at the mm-hmm. moment. And so I was getting paid being monetized and um, third-party companies coming to reach out. And then they would literally come to my Facebook and notice I had an Instagram. And, and then kind of go, go through there. Yeah. What was that number on Instagram that you hit where you were like, whoa? Uh, when I was like... Um, like, I, I, I'm doing something here. <laughs> uh, I thought it was when I hit a million. Mm-hmm. But... Nowadays, a million don't really. I don't a million's hard, but it wasn't like when you first hit your first hundred thousand, you were like, "Oh shit!" Okay, yeah, let's talk about. If you're talking about that that moment, yes, at that moment, I did a whole video for it. When I hit the million dollar, a million dollar, a million follow mark, I thought, "Oh my god, this is uh, I made it, mm-hmm. and nobody can tell me shit. Mm-hmm. I done made it. I have a million, and I was on my high horse for a long time until." These TikTokers coming out with 30 million followers. I don't know who they are. But do you think TikTok is going to last as long as Instagram has lasted? Because I feel like Instagram has uh, lasted longer than all of them. 
TikTok, I think TikTok's on the right path mm-hmm. right now because they, I think what I've, if you go back and replay the tape from Day Storm, uh, it's just basically they didn't listen to the audience. TikTok does. Mm-hmm. And so I think TikTok, as long as you just listen to the audience and you are able to let unknown be known in a sense where it's like TikTok don't have like a weird ass algorithm like Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can literally go on your for you page and you will see people who have like 10, 10k followers on your for you page and their video will go viral because and it's just so they're so talented. Mm-hmm. And for the for you page is kind of like that's how it works. You can you can see a no name artist and you see like one video probably have two thousand views and the next one has ten million. Mm-hmm. And you go down and you just check their stuff out, like, oh my god, this guy's so talented. Yeah. And you just follow you just so much rawness. Okay. On TikTok where I wish, and that's how Vine was. It was mm-hmm. very raw, but after a while, they just kind of like stop. They want to add this algorithm kind of nonsense like Instagram, and now people don't see your posts. It's just like, that's why a lot of the people that I know love TikTok because it's just a lot easier to grow and it's more authentic. Yeah, yeah. It's just authentic to audience. People don't like to see, for some reason, people don't like seeing high quality videos. They like seeing handheld phone camera that is raw, it looks like an Android. Like, yeah. Pixelated is like not the best quality, mm-hmm. but they love it because they feel like they fair with it. That's what uh, Janina was saying. She was saying that whenever she spent a lot of money on a full production for her post, mm-hmm. she didn't get the same responses when she shot it on her iPhone. Yep. Do you feel the same way with your productions? Because your productions mm-hmm. always look a little elaborate to me. Yeah, and I, I try to do a mixture of both just because I just know where my end goal is and what who I need to be targeting. And that's like the people in my industry, my business. And I want to, you know, not have everything shot with the phone because it's not the most exciting thing to watch. I mean, it is exciting, but not for the people who are, who are in the producers, directors. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be appealing. They're going to look at you like, ah. But if you can throw in a mix of like high quality videos here and there, then great. That'd be, I think that'd be great for you. And then still throw in some of your phone videos to your audience so they can like remember who you were and why they follow you. But they like that. Yeah. What is your end goal? Uh, I think my end goal of this whole thing, that's a good question because I, I had different feelings about this and I thought like acting would be it. But sometimes I feel like it's not because it's been, I'm still like, people think I've made it. I'm still, I'm still working. I'm still trying to get to that thing. And, to a thing I don't even know what it is I don't know what is it that or what is considered making it yeah you know and I think you just have to be happy with what you're doing continuing and I I have a thought of what it is like it is to be in a Marvel film you know playing a character there I feel like you would be so fun to watch I think I I would love I would hope that I am yeah I would love to know that I am and I and I I, that's why I do a lot of these type of videos because yeah. I want to like my, have my fans kind of like see that I'm doing this. Yeah. I already plant that in their head. Yeah. So if they see me bust out as like, you know, some character like do you, Marvel. Do you ever you know? audition for those roles or do you just... Or... I've actually auditioned for once and it was uh, The Boys. I don't okay. know if you've ever seen that show on uh, Amazon. It's called mm-hmm. The Boys. And I, uh, I auditioned for the role called A-Train who's kind of like the other black mm-hmm. like 
Do you have an agent or a manager that helps you get those things? Or uh, I do. Um, I don't know. I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know if they like. I I don't know if they're well connected like mm-hmm. that or have access to these mm-hmm. call like these type of casting calls. But most of them are usually like straight to offer type because it's like big roles. They're mm-hmm. like really established roles, established movies. So they're gonna go to like producing cast already gonna go for the people that they wanna Yeah, yeah, of course. For. Of course. But you wouldn't play like a not the main, but like the other nah, I gotta go for main. Oh, okay. So it's main, nothing main or that's it. So are you thought about writing your own? Yes, and I have. I've done a few and I actually just shot one recently. Mm-hmm. And gonna shoot another one. Um I think sometime next week. I think we shoot another idea concept of a superhero kind of thing mm-hmm. um and hopefully just to kind of like open the eyes or kind of let people see that i am capable of doing these things yeah um but i do shoot my own thing because i just i just want to be a mother how do you finance all of it i don't you, favors, favors. Mm-hmm. impressive favors. like people think i'm rich i'm not rich yeah i think i'm rich i'm not rich i was hoping hoping you were so when was the last time you ate this uh, probably like two days ago. For real? Mm-hmm. I respect that, gangster. <laughs> okay, ago. I love that. And you I eat have ramen noodle all in the crib. Really? Yeah. So I could have actually had you. You you asked me too. You were like, Colleen, do you want me to bring it? Yeah. And I was like, Nah, that's good. It. Yeah, but when was the last time you eaten a sausage? Okay, that right there. That's a luxury, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a luxury right there. But I actually, uh, I haven't. I'll be honest, I haven't really eaten these in a while mm-hmm. just because of this fitness purpose. Yeah, yeah. I just, there's a lot of things in here that I don't best for you. Yeah, and I don't even to... know if it's like real meat, what it is. I looked at the back of the label, it said it was like chicken kind of stuff. I don't think it's stuff. real meat at all. I don't, even hot dogs. Is it hot dogs or not? Yeah, it's a bunch of random stuff. It's random stuff, right? So I'm trying to imagine what they put in this, but who cares? It was so good. I, I love that you it. kept it real on this, you know? Oh, no. I. I I think people see influencers and they say, okay, well, that's the goal. That's the end goal. But then when I meet influencers, it's not the end goal. But I've had enough episodes on this show to notice that every successful person Mm -hmm. that I've interviewed, the goal has always moved. So they hit the goal and then they move the goal again. They hit the goal and move the, like the ceiling never, they never reach the ceiling. And so it's an endless cycle. Like, I'm really not going to keep running. It's like you're just running for something that once you reach it, you get that little bit of high and it's like, what's next? Yeah. And sometimes I think that's why a lot of my friends kind of backed out. There's a lot of people got depressed. A lot of people stopped doing social media because they reach a number thinking like this is what's going to set them apart, or going to make their life change. And once you hit that million dollars, I mean, the million followers, I, look, I, I keep saying million dollars yeah. because I really I never had a million. I have like maybe six million followers. Never get a million. Yeah, like, yeah. So, but it's uh, everyone reached a certain level, and what's yeah. next? What's next? If yeah. that was their end goal, that's when they hit that. Like, yeah. what's next? So, and then people, when when you have a goal that you kind of reach for so long, and you get there, and you see like nothing really changes or it's just not what you thought it would be, mm-hmm. then people start like, whoa, if my whole life where I was trying to pursue, I just reached it and it's not 
I don't feel nothing, or is it saying, oh, I do feel something, but it's not really what I thought it would be. What's next? Wow. And people get nervous, they get scared, they try to, they try to like always <clears throat> create viral videos or create something to make them have that sort of feeling again, and they just get depressed. Uh, a lot of people stop. I remember guys were AWOL, and this one guy, my friend, he was so creative, and then started doing like selling knives. Some Oh, wow. I'm like, what are you doing? But you, how do you know that's not to survive? Like, would you ever, like, worst case scenario, if, like, you weren't making, I don't know how much money you make to survive, to to make, to to live now, but right. would you ever go back to a, a Roosevelt-type job? Would you ever go just to pay your bills? And that's, and that's the biggest fear that I have. Um, just because society makes it, or people, you because you, you have an image. <clears throat> it's like, a, what do you? See, how do you see Kevin Hart working at Ralph yeah. or working at uh, he's doing, uh, Uber? Uber Eats, he's delivering. That's not gonna. It's like, what happened? Yeah, but it's it a bad look. but it sucks because there's celebrity. I remember the story of Pink. I don't know if you heard, but Pink was signed and she had a record deal, and then she went and started pumping gas, and then the label pulled her off, and they was like, "We'll give you money. Like, <laughs> stop really? pumping gas." Yeah. I heard that was Pink's story, yeah. Because she was like, fuck it. I'll just pump gas. Remember the story about the, I forgot his name, but the guy from Bill Cosby show? Yeah, that's, I was going to say, he was, he was selling cars up the street. Hey, was he? Was he Not the right? Cosby show, the, uh, he was no. a short. No, uh, uh, it is the Bill Cosby guy. And he, uh, he was working at Target, I believe. At Target. Mm. They, they, they caught a video of him working at Target. And I was kind of shocked. Mm-hmm. That even happened because he was one of my childhood actors that mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching the Cobby show. And then he's on target selling, <clears throat> bagging up groceries. And people clown him so badly. Mm-hmm. And that's just like the, the most like inhumane thing you yeah. can do. Like it's just kind of like we, we're, <clears throat> we're doing what we love. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry that it makes it seem like in our business is fame and it's all this glamorous kind of thing. I don't ask for all that. I just know that it comes with it. Yeah. But it, it's not always like nice and polished and not, it's not always like that. Yeah. So there are going to be some rough times so in order to, to, to feed your family you got to do something. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of my biggest fears is like that's why I have no kids. That's mm-hmm. why I'm very careful with not having kids. Um, being very careful with my life situation. I know that I'm not capable of doing certain things and I want to make sure I'm, I'm right now I'm trying to build generational wealth mm-hmm. so that not only myself but my kids is always fine and good but it's one of those things where people aim you once they see you working at anything less than what you yeah. establish yourself as. I think whenever you're in front of the camera and you know we're all human and I, I like you know, a lot of the successful people on this show believe it or not have even when they made money, lost it or still have money problems. And I think it's great that people talk about these things because, you know, viewers or fans or people that are trying to get into entertainment or trying to be an influencer or trying to be an entrepreneur, they think, oh, once you have this business, once you have this restaurant or once you, you're an influencer or an actor on TV, you've made it. You, you don't have any money problems. But the entertainment business is a tricky thing because you are an entrepreneur and you're not getting two week salaries and one minute you're up and then you're competing against yeah. whoever else. So it's a risky game. And then to be shamed. To be shamed is like, it just makes it all the worst. 
and kind of gives people, um, it makes people like those who are in this business uh, try to find the word. But they just don't want to fall in that trap of being shamed. No mm-hmm. one wants that image on them because it's not, social media can be a very, very yeah. cruel and harsh world. People would, like, they always say negativity travel faster than positive. So yeah. it's like anything, they people will love seeing your downfall. That's why the shade room is probably the most that <laughs> most that that page, page fast, ever. yeah. And I, I hate my when my videos go on the shade room, I hate it. My, my videos go on there a few times and I don't like it just because it it's just a negative platform. Yeah. And I know every time my videos have gone on that plat on that web on that Instagram, it's always because I had a funny video. But you can still read the comments. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing I've learned that shut out. I shut out a long time ago, and I don't do anymore. But I kind of did recently. I had this one shower video, where, like when black people hear noise mm-hmm. while I'm taking a shower. I had like soap all over me, and they hear sound, and I kind of looked. The whole time, and it went viral. And the shade one posted, and there was a lot of great comments, but there was, of course, a lot of trolls. It's always like it never. No matter what you do, you can never please people. I think mm-hmm. that's what I've, I've taught myself to learn. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the way I've dealt with these type of people, I've realized they're the most hurt individual. And I, I've learned that later down the line because I used to like go back and try to mm-hmm. fight back. And I'm like, what's cornball over here arguing with this person? I'm like, I stopped doing that. I remember one time I argued with someone and they were like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I just want to get your attention. That was the time I knew to never ever <laughs> do that again. And to this day, <clears throat> when people come and troll on my uh my live stream on Twitch or my Instagram, I always reply back with something positive. I say, Hey, how you doing? What's uh, what's going on with you? Or I try to start up a conversation. They would say all type of mean stuff, you know, racial slurs and all that. And I just go back to something say something positive or try to keep it positive. Even with my fat my like my moderator, mm-hmm. we have moderators on Twitch, they were trying to ban the person. I say, oh, no, no, don't ban them. Leave them, leave them, let, let them continue talking. After why it never fails. They're like, yo, I'm just one of your biggest fans. Da, 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 da. Like, man, you could have just started with that. You could have just started that? with that. They don't need to be always bad and negative mm-hmm. like that. But that's but, the world we live in. Yeah, it is definitely. But Well, thank you so much for feeding me some extremely spicy food. I would love to finish it. You don't have to. But I can't taste, like I can't even feel my mouth anymore. <laughs> um, anyways, thank you so much for coming uh, on another episode of Eating While Broke. We have social media influencer Splat. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Feel free to follow him and check out more episodes of Eating While Broke at Eating While Broke on any social media platform. And you can listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Peace out, guys. Peace. For more Eating While Broke from iHeartRadio and The Black Effect, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Eating While Broke. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. Roller coaster. What's that spell? San Diego. 
If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.